Welcome to the Widening Access Podcast, a brand new podcast aimed at raising the aspirations of young people by providing insights, frank discussions, and practical tips on how to succeed and win at school, through to university, and your first graduate role. We hope this podcast will give you the lessons we wish we had learned earlier. This podcast is brought to you by the Widening Access Network and is hosted by Kwasi Yabor, Milambo Makani, Terry Prempe, Welcome to the third episode of the Widen Access Podcast. Today, we will be discussing how to win and excel at both school and university. The steps you take at school and at university can often have a massive impact on the trajectory of your life and career. Most importantly, although we will be discussing steps you can take to excel academically, our focus today will not be solely on academics, but also on the other things you can be doing to really develop your skills and improve your profile in order to put you in good stead in the future. All right. Okay, guys, before we get into the podcast, how's everybody doing? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm glad we're back here recording again. Um, The first few podcasts were really fun. So I'm looking forward to another one. How are you guys getting on? I'm doing good. Feeling recharged. Happy to see my people doing well. So it's up in my spirits. And we've got a long bank holiday weekend, so very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's definitely good to have a long, long break. Things I didn't even realise it was a bank holiday weekend yet. So this is like finding a twenty pound note on the floor or something. It feels great. <laughs> But without further ado, today we're going to discuss the importance of school and people's experiences whilst at school or university. And for myself, what was really important about school was developing the right habits that allowed me to excel and to create something that I essentially wanted to create and create a career path that I wanted to go into. And what I mean by habits is, for instance putting forward a plan, you know, knowing when I'll be studying and also knowing when I'll be resting and just having fun with my friends. Because school isn't all about just, you know, putting your head down in the books, studying, 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 but play is just as important as a means for you to like recharge, relax, and to get back on that grind again. What about you, Terry? What what habits did you develop whilst at school? Um, Yeah, so for me, I think similar. It was that kind of chance to explore and learn what I was good at, what I wasn't so good at. Um, and what I enjoyed Um, so I think I was able to over the few years of doing lots of different subjects you do for GCSEs A-levels whatever it is um, find out what I had a passion for academically Um, but then what it also does is allow you to you know explore music sports um, socializing all of the different things um, and just learn more about yourself Um, and I think when that's all in the controlled environment of school it's really helpful because then when you get to uni and you have all your freedom you sort of know how to get the best out of yourself or you'd hope to um, by that stage when you don't have that structure in place. Um, So even the habits, it's like your working habits. When do you work best? In what kind of environment do you work best? All of those things are things you can develop while at school and then carry them forward into university. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree and I echo what everyone has said. You know, I think looking back at school, you know, I may not necessarily have always enjoyed every minute of it, you know, particularly like the academic part, studying. And I guess whilst you're still in it, it's hard to see, you know, sometimes it's difficult to see why things are relevant. Like, like 
are you ever going to use, for example, the theories you've learned in maths, you know, or in science in the real world? But actually looking back at it, you know, how I often compare it to is like, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have watched like the Karate Kid, you know, where mm. where Mr. Miyagi is telling like his, his mentee to like do the wax on, wax off. And whilst you're doing it, you don't understand that you're actually building some key and quite important skills like discipline, you know, just, um, you know, persistence, time management, you know, all of these things are important. and You, you do kind of indirectly build um, those those skills and I think you know it, it's 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 what you do at school and the skills develop um, the, the skills um, the activities you do can often you know play a really pivotal part in, in what you choose to do moving forward and just your general skill sets I think it, it's important to take it kind of seriously uh, but um, don't feel too bad if, if you're not necessarily enjoying yeah for sure um i think school was the foundation really for a lot of the things that that you do now i think it was really in school where you really start to develop your ability to think through things and through difficult concepts which obviously applies you apply throughout your life and also i think one of the most valuable things i learned in school i guess were two things number one i guess was understanding the sort of intrinsic value um, of of education insofar as you know there were times at school where I was learning things that weren't necessarily I wasn't learning it because I wanted to get a job or pass an exam you know but it was good to learn those things for the sake of learning them because they helped me in terms of I guess like my development and, and the way how and in terms of how I think and how how I look at the world and then I guess on the um, analytical point you know school is the point where you really you get to you start to get challenged on you know your viewpoints and and you have these interesting debates and you look at you know what's for or against certain things and that's something that I think you consist I've consistent well I've consistent anyway consistently applied um, throughout my life going forward from the point of school. Now what I want to touch on right is what about when you're at school and you're a student that is for instance being distracted by other students you know how do you handle such situations? Um, I guess I'll go for that one first. Um, and I think also, you can also throw in there, what about when you're the one who's the distraction mm, as well? Because I think <laughs> you do it inadvertently. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's, it's about finding a balance because in a, in a school environment especially, um, some kids are there to like be disruptive because maybe they're not engaged with what they're learning. Whereas if you're the kind of studious person who wants to just sit there, learn, get the grades, um, it can be really difficult because, you know, a lot of the time, that's a cool kid, and he'll he'll get onto you if you try and say, "I'm I'm just trying to work." Um, but in the in the long run, that student never wins, like ever. Um, there's no there's no sort of scenario where that person who is not paying attention, not listening in school, wins in the long term. So I think it's up to you to be strong enough to realize that actually, just that kind of no nonsense. Um, if something is really important, and and literally just separate yourself from them. Um, but what you'll find is. In other situations, you're in a class which isn't important to you or you're not good at. So you're the distraction for somebody else. And it might not be on purpose, but you'd rather just have a chat than maybe listen to your art teacher if you're not arty or your science teacher if you hate sciences. Um, So I think in different situations, you just have to know how to navigate um, with what you say and how you act. And in certain times, it might literally just mean standing up and going sitting somewhere else or just telling that person, like, 
I, I need these grades. Like, <laughs> I actually really need them. So I'm not even here to just ch- chit chat around um, and make your intentions clear. And, and while in the moment you might feel kind of awkward, like, oh, I'm being boring, or I'm being an equal, whatever people want to call you, um, it's actually worth it in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what Terry said. I think looking back at it, you know, I definitely had that experience where, you know, I went to a school where I think a lot of um, my a lot of my fellow students were not necessarily, you know, you know, classes were noisy. You know, you had like, you know, 30, 35 students to a class, you know, pupils were disruptive. So I did definitely have that experience. But I think looking back at it, you know, I, I actually realized that, a lot of my learning was actually done independently very often. You know, the independent study is probably a, a, a larger percentage and a larger contributor to your end grade than what you actually learn in class, right? Obviously, the class gives you, like, the, uh, the foundational knowledge, but what you actually do at home, you know, um, can really solidify it. So I guess if you just maintain the discipline of making sure that, you know, regardless of what happens at school, you make sure you, you top up everything you've learned, you know, by doing that independent study, you know, by spending a few hours, you know, reading over your notes, reading the books. Um, I think that can often compensate for it. But I agree, it can be quite challenging, um, you know, if, if you're not, like, in an environment that's, that's helpful uh, for, for yeah. learning. And I, and I think you have to, well, this kind of echoes, I guess, probably what Terry was saying, but you probably have to have like a strong why for for why you want to learn and why you want to be at school because learning is sometimes one of those things where like you don't it's not always an enjoyable experience you know I guess the more you're curious about, about something the more you get into it the more you kind of you know see the joy and the learning of it but initially it can be hard and one of the things that I guess helped me when I was in school was that okay well I can chill and have fun and joke around here but like I have a strong why, like I want to get a good career. Like I want to make things better for myself, make things better for my family. So that was what was driving me when I had to focus in class. And that also meant that your opinion of the fact that I'm trying to study at this present moment in time, isn't doesn't override that, that broader kind of reason of me being at school. Um, so I think it's about your independent ethos and it's like, what do you want? And also think about in terms of, you know, you know, based on what you're doing now, extrapolate that a few years forward and be like, if you're not doing your homework um, in class, like what, you know, what does that make for you as a person? Like what kind of, what's that, what kind of habit is that going to build for you? And so what's your, what, what your habit's going to look like five sort of 10 years um, down the line? Because I guess at school is when you really start to pick up um, and build some of those habits. And I guess the other thing, especially when you're in sort of a state school environment is I remember actually there was a point in school where I wanted to oh, like my parents basically used to make me read like a book for like an hour every single day when I was younger and I used to go and I had to go to the library at school and get these books right but like I was kind of embarrassed doing that because I actually I actually used to like hide the books from the library in my bag and walk out and like not talk to the librarian or anything right because of what the the perception was and so I think I guess another thing to realize is that if you're going to be someone that wants to strive, you won't do what people tend to do. Like the the norm, I guess, is to is to appear lackadaisical, to appear like you don't care and you're going to joke about and all of that stuff. 
but you kind of wanting to be better than yourself means you kind of stick out almost and that can be tricky at times but i guess um like i guess that 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 roosevelt quote you know when he when he kind of goes that, that the award goes to the man who's like actually on the court who despite i guess sort of the public opinion is is doing is doing is striving valiantly for something so i guess being present to that also um your presence i guess what you're striving for is something that definitely helps yeah i think i i agree with that really really a lot because as you get older um you start to realize that the things which were cool back then aren't necessarily so cool anymore um and as you get older people actually really respect reading it's a very important skill yeah. um and that flex of going to the library and having to hide books like now you probably walk out proudly of that library showing kind of what you're reading um and for me it was lord of the rings i remember when i was a kid i my mum was like, you need to read something. And I picked, okay, I picked Lord of the Rings, which was probably a bad decision because that book's like a thousand pages long. Um, but it really did make me disciplined when it came to reading. And when you can read like a really long book when you're young, um, fast forward maybe 10, 15 years now, when I see like a due diligence report that's like a hundred pages, it's not, it's not so scary to tackle because I know I can do it. Um, and that kind of stems from, you know, when you're a child and the habits you build. Um, so I really do agree with that point. Um, Definitely. Like the school university you know that all prepares you for the for the world of work but one thing we need to touch on what about for someone that didn't actually go to school university or even dropped out from school or university surely right they can also be successful i mean yeah for sure um i think i think the key the key thing with school and i guess a common theme is 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 practice i guess what you know no matter what you want to end up doing like how how well you do it depends on the practice and the training that you manage to put in and in school I guess is your opportunity to train and I think generally you want to think back from the perspective of what kind of training can I get to get to where I need to go and also what kind of consistent practice can I independently have outside of that in order to develop so for example maybe if you're not doing that well in school like what was the what you know try and identify where was the gap for me um, so, so for me, sort of my, my persistent, cause I mean, actually, like, I, I think I said before, like when I was younger, I wasn't able to sort of like learn how to read and write as quickly as everyone. So that was, that was the gap for me. And so my, my practice outside of the school context was having that consistent practice of, okay, I'm going to read for an hour every single day. Well, I guess my parents made me do that, but that helped me develop that skill, which I guess they didn't come naturally for me. And then I guess being, you know, being conscious of, okay, what training do I need to get? And you know, outside of the school context, there are loads of other institutions around where you can go to to get to get your training. Um, and this idea of training is something that doesn't only have to apply in the school context, but even when you're a, a professional, it's something that's worthwhile considering. And I guess all of us have have done training outside of, I guess, university and and through work and various different organisations. So I think that's that's sort of the way to go about it. Um, identify what you know where the gap was. Think of a practice to to try and bridge that gap and also think about where you can go to to get your alternative training whether that's some sort of college or you know other other kind of institution you and you can find that with research you know we live in a a world now where information is readily available yeah um i i really agree with that um and i think the sad the sad reality is a lot of people go to university uh, and study courses they have no business studying or being at uni for um because university isn't for everybody. And I don't mean not everybody's capable of going, 
But I mean, if the career choice you want, you'd be more better off being in the world of work straight after leaving school and getting an apprenticeship and learning on the job. You're wasting your time going to do a three-year degree, which is really totally non, non, non-applicable for you. Um, and I think the pressure we feel, especially from an African perspective as well, um, your parents just assume you're going to uni and you're going to go and study this and you're going to get this particular job. But everybody has a different skill set. Everybody has different passions and desires. Um, and while, for example, the four of us are, you know, trainee solicitors or associates, um, some people are really good with their hands. That like They could be a really great electrician. They could be a photographer. They might be something which might require a uni course, might not. Um, so I think, like Chrissy said, you need to kind of figure out what it is you need to do. And if that is going to do an apprenticeship for a year after leaving school or finding another pathway into your profession, by all means, go and do that. But, but of course, that's easier said than done. Um, I guess going into the sort of next topic, um, we're kind of thinking about what practical tips are there to excel at school and university? And I think it's twofold. It comes into your kind of academic excellence and your co-curricular activities. Um, and I guess in terms of the academic side of things, we've touched on habits and we've touched on the, the things you instill in yourself at an early age, which sort of go with you throughout your academic life and your career. But I, I think for me, um, the first thing I would say is finding out what's required of you. Um, and I guess when I went to university, I'd just come out of school and I could like literally do an essay and be like, yeah, yeah, this essay is really good. I can submit this, get a good mark. Then I got to uni, I was still submitting the same quality of essay that I was submitting at school. Um, and then I'd be expecting to get good grades. And when the grades were coming back in first year, I was thinking, these, these aren't the grades that I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to see at all. Like, I, I can't go home with these grades. Um, and the reason was I didn't understand what was required of me. What was required as a, an undergraduate student is totally different than what's required of a final year sixth form student. Some, some of the changes were really small. Some were kind of big. But in terms of getting the information, in terms of how do you write a university essay for me, was life-changing. My grades changed very quickly once I knew the structure of the essay, once I knew the footnoting, the bibliography, all of those points which I was dropping marks because I literally didn't know. Um, So my first tip is definitely making sure you just know what's required. You know what you have to do. You have that information. Um, What other sort of things would you guys say from an academic perspective you would tell yourself a few years ago? I mean, from I, I agree with what you said. I think for me, almost, I think you can you can excel by almost treating it like a job, right? Like being being consistent with your, you know, with with like with your studying basically over a period of time, you know, and the little things as well, like just having a list, being organized, making sure things don't slip because it's it's much easier, for instance, to study for I don't know three to four hours a day during a weekday then just try to do everything um, last minute before the deadline. Because although you you might be a very capable student, you might even understand um, the, the work product, but if you're leaving it last minute by not being on top of the little things, like just being organized and being consistent, um, your grades might suffer unnecessarily. You know, like a lot of the people I know who've not done that well in school, they, they actually, it, it says nothing about their intelligence it's just those little disciplines um might have slipped so i think if you can get on top of that you know you can 
it, it, it's it's almost like you're like fifty percent of the way there, and um, you can avoid your your grades from you know unnecessary slipping. Um, another thing is just try and um, to the extent possible just surround yourself, you know, um, with people with who are like minded, um, you know, have study groups, you know, share ideas, share tips, share resources. Don't try to do it all by yourself um, because again. You know, there might be certain areas that you don't understand as, as much, uh, which someone else might have like an insight on, and it, that could really go a long way to helping your grades as well. Yeah, so so it sounds like the themes from what you guys have said is, I guess, number one, understanding what is required of you to excel academically. And that means in terms of, you know, whether it's like writing an essay, how to write a good essay, that sort of thing. And then... Secondly, it sounds like being organized and consistent. And then I guess the third theme is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. I think it'd be good to unpick those little bit to understand or, or you know, give some practical ways in which people can achieve those sort of things. So I guess the first one really like, how did you guys get to grips with what is required whilst you were at school? Does that mean, for example, looking at... You, you know the courses um or the curriculum that's coming up and doing some research around that like i mean what is what does that look like um at a school level and at a university level in terms of understanding what's required what's the process to get to that i, I think at school level um you know just getting because i i know when i was studying in during my a levels for instance you know often go online to the kind of the website of the exam boards look at like the like the examiner notes which basically just tells you exactly what they assess for um, i think it might be a little bit different now you know due to covid times because teachers are now kind of playing a, an increasing role in, in actually determining uh, what grades people get so you know speaking you know speaking to your teachers having frank conversations with them as to what exactly they're looking for, you know, and um, kind of then then using that feedback, you know, and applying that feedback to your work, I would say would be a good step in terms of understanding what is required of you. Yeah, I, I think that's that's totally correct. And I think, Kwesi, taking that point to the university um, context, I found that some of my fellow students were such a useful resource and so helpful in my education I remember I'd come out of some lectures and I would be totally bamboozled and I'd go up to some of the people in my course who, you know, I became really good friends with and I'd say, I had no idea what just went on in that lecture. I had no idea what just went on in that seminar. Could we maybe talk through this? Um, and, you know, people are more than happy to because there's a lot of benefit in talking through something which you've just understood to make sure you understand it and sharing that knowledge with others. Um, and then, you know, we debate those topics. Um, we'd say, well, I don't agree with that. I would make this point or that point, And you can learn a lot from your fellow students. I would also say in terms of for university in particular, the people who are teaching you, what they're teaching you is their passion. They've dedicated their whole academic life to it. If you seek them out and you go to them with questions and you say, um, you mentioned this in the seminar and I had a question on that particular point and you talk through these things, I guarantee you the essay you produce for them you'll be more well-informed to write a better essay in that subject, which means you will get better grades. Um, so in terms of knowing what's required, using those resources around you, in that case, whether it's your lecturer, or whether it's your seminar leaders, um, 
they're really, really helpful in literally helping you get better grades. I also think that it's important to touch on investing in your education, you know, where possible, set aside a budget, you know, save up some money for you to get a hold of some resources that will just give you that extra edge, such as maybe even getting a, a personal tutor if, if, you know, if you can. And that could give you different perspectives and, and insights of, of solving certain essay questions or, or, or problems that you may have at, at school. So you take hold of your own education, invest in it in terms of the time, the effort, to learn the material, but also invest in your education in terms of money and, and resources to, to further gain expertise and people's people's knowledge that can be useful. So so essentially, in terms of understanding what it's required, then it seems like the, the things, you know, the, the action points in that respect are, you know, number one, understanding sort of the curriculum and looking at things like examiner's notes to understand exactly what you need to kind of pass and get good grades. And I guess the way to, to do that, if, for example, you don't know where to look in the first place is, you know, whenever you're starting a new course or a program or whatever program you're on, speaking to the teacher um, or the lecturer and finding out exactly what it is that they require from you. And then once you've done that, it's also about a con going for a consistent process of feedback. So, you know, when you do your work, you don't always seek that extra feedback on it. So once it's marked, going back to the teacher, querying the marks that you got, querying ways in which you can, uh, you know, adapt and change your approach to get better grades. And it also sounds like, you know, it's also about investing in your education where you can. Um, and, you know, looking into things like personal tutors, if you can sort of save up money and, and you can afford that sort of thing. Um, but yeah. For sure. And, uh, and, so, and, so, and so the next one, the next point in terms of excelling at school seemed to be about being organized and consistent so again you know what are some of the ways in which you know imagine you're you're back at school and again at university and you have this massive set of exams coming up or you're right at the very start of your course you know how, what are the ways in which you know you or how do you organize your time or all the different tasks that you have to do in order to you know really excel Um, one thing, one thing that I found very useful, you know, when I was um, at at school and university, and something that I actually still use right now, actually, is called OneNote. So, if you guys have not heard of OneNote, it's basically um, it's a Microsoft program, and it basically allows you to make digital notes, and you can then divide um, the like program into your different subjects and you can then subdivide it into different weeks or topics you know i found it very useful i think particularly in this digital age you know a lot of people like to make notes on their you know like type their notes rather than write it down um, it allows you to be on the go you can review your notes you know whilst you're whilst you're out and about um you know and even even to, to this day even for for my for my my work you know, i still use it so i would say definitely leverage um, digital products you know i know that you know there there's some other kind of programs you know that provide a similar service so definitely uh, you know look into uh, you know other ways you know to leverage technology 
Yeah, and there's and I've, I think there's loads of resources out there, and I think when it comes to organization, it's also about finding what works best for you. So one of the things that I guess I guess I did really is just do some research. Like, and I, I did this more recently than, rather than when I was at school. Um, which I'd done it as well. I'd probably gotten better grades, but you know, I, you know, I could just go on YouTube and be like, "How do you organize your time?" And there's loads of videos out there now of people just talking about how they schedule their time, all the different resources and tools that they use, whether it's a spreadsheet. So it's about consciously taking the effort to actually consider that as a, as almost like a research point, and and taking some practical steps after doing that very thing. So for how I, I guess I organize my time now is you know using like a google calendar which will and i'll have various different calendars for things to do at work things to do at home things to do for other projects and you know i can clearly see it's all color coded and i can clearly see exactly what i need to do um and when but again that might not be the thing that works for you but it's, it's just about you consciously you know doing the research to, to identify that very thing because you know once you've done all the stuff about understanding what's required of you um, you know, understand how to organize yourself is very, very key. Doing that kind of conscious planning is key to, is key, is key to success. And I guess the, the final point is surrounding yourself with like-minded people um, or people that, you know, also have similar questions or also trying to do well. So how, how, how would you guys, you know, say that you, you, you can do that at school um, or university? Yeah, I mean, um, joining, joining clubs, you know, Think that's that that's quite important. Um, extracurricular clubs like the debating club, for instance, um, at my school tended to attract like the more motivated students. Um, I think it is tricky now due to COVID, since a lot of students are working digitally. Um, one thing that I used um, whilst at secondary school was a forum called the Student Room, and it's I think it's the UK's biggest student forum. And um, yeah, like a, a lot of thousands of students use it. Basically, it's a good platform for you to share ideas, resources, tips, you know, on the different um, kind of uh, subjects, on, on, on the skill sets, on how to get into university, even how to get your first graduate role. Um, I think every now and then, you know, even when I was at university, I still refer to it. Um, so I would strongly advise people um, visit the student room um, if you're just looking to just get access to like a student network speak with like-minded people and receive advice from like-minded people okay great stuff so i think we've covered quite a few things there um so broadly i think we've, we've spoken sort of about the ethos or the mindset you need to have in terms of your approach to school and around that mindset is you know looking at school as the place where you really start to build those habits that you know will be conducive to your success going forward uh, at school was where you know you developed the habit of you know standing out of the crowd and you know understanding that because you want to be successful you don't it's fine for you to be the person that goes to the library and and, and picks out the books and sits in the corner and reads and you know um isn't always engaging in the jokes but you know you can still have that balance and still be social and still be successful and also you know that if you don't do well in school there are other ways in which you can still be successful that you can look at where the gap was in terms of your academic success and put in, put in place a practice to help you bridge that gap. Like for me, it was, you know, making sure that I read a book for an hour a day. For you, it might be reading a book for 15 minutes every single day um, or doing a maths problem uh, once a day or 
you know, two or three times a week, but identifying what that practice is for you um, and then identifying where you want to get to and then looking at the alternative trading sources around you that can help you still get those GCSEs, A-levels, all the grades to help you get there. But I guess broadly on, 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 in terms of the idea of practice is even if, for example, you're doing really well at school, you know, consider having that practice outside of, 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 of school that helps you really develop your skills because that it will make you sort of stand out um, eventually. And then in the second part, we really covered studying and academic excellence and some of the practical things you can do. And, you know, we really spoke more about understanding what is required of you academically. So what do the examiners want you to do? What do your teachers want you to do in order to be able to give you the marks? And then being organized and consistent with your approach to study and really doing some research in terms of, you know, learning how to be organized so that you can really um, excel and be impactful in terms of your efforts when you actually sit down and study. And then finally, we spoke about surrounding yourself with you know, like-minded people through various forums and joining the right sort of clubs and societies at school. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of the main themes from this week's episode. Um, this podcast will be on- ongoing and we really want your support. One of the ways you can do that is through iTunes. If you can give us a five-star review, it could give this podcast some momentum and anyone that leaves us a review, we will read it out here live. And so just before we leave, we'll, um, you know, just summarize some of the key resources from this week. So Ola uh, mentioned earlier, I think the student room, which sounds like a great resource and a great platform for you to go and sort of ask various different questions to other students about, you know, how to study and how to excel. And hopefully we've given you some stuff to think about um, on this week's episode. If we have, go to iTunes and check us out. You can also follow us on social media, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. But otherwise, that's us for another week. We look forward to sharing more tips with you in our next episode.